folks, it's Thursday, 2 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Central, and 5 p.m. Eastern. Oh, wow. I'm Fred McMaria, and this is Pillars of Friday. Front, yeah, Pillars <laughs> of Franchising, Broadcasting the Secrets of Success. I'm Fred McMurray, and I'm here with my co-host Ray Pillar, but we're missing Holly A. Ford, who seems to be lost in Cancun. Hey, Ray, how are you doing today? I am doing fantastic, and I don't know about you, but it is hot here in the Midwest in Aurora, Illinois. It is 93 degrees, and it it's just terrible. I can't stand this heat. I'm going to have to move to Alaska. That's all there's to it. Well, normally I would tell you how beautiful it is and, and how the ocean is, but I'm not in California today, Ray. I'm in That's Gettysburg, right. Pennsylvania. Yes. Was out tromping around the Gettysburg National Military Park today, and it was 90-plus degrees, hot, sweaty, and all I could think about was, man, this is horrible, and wow, it was really bad back then. No one is at least trying to put a musket ball or a cannonball into my head. <laughs> <laughs> so you're in the re- Eastern remote studio. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm actually, the, the big news um, is that I'm eventually on my way to see you. And, yes, the newest um, addition to the tribe of Fred, Max Howard, <laughs> McMurray Raditz, my grandson, nine pounds twelve ounces. Whoa! Yes, I can now publicly announce that without fear of retribution from my daughter. She threatened my <laughs> life if I. She said, "Dad, I'll make sure you don't get out of the cemetery in Gettysburg." There. So, only I go through Baltimore, Gettysburg, Virginia, in order to get to Chicago. But hey, it, I was just getting tired of the, the normal flight. You know, yeah. just had to break it up somehow. Yeah, so you know, right, you're just just, tra- just traveling, just traveling, just getting along. You know, got to do a little exploring. You know, you know, I love to explore. So. Uh, I know. Usually, the one that you're on the road, you're on the road. Yeah, yeah. And uh, our... Well, I won't. Um, I think in three weeks I'll be in St. Louis broadcasting. You know, we need to we need to get a guest in St. Louis, so you know, so you can broadcast there. Oh, I wonder if we can get that uh, my prior guest. We had a guest there, Bill Allen. Remember yeah. Bill? I remember yeah, Bill. We need to get him back on. Yeah, maybe we can do that. Or have him get. He was a regional developer for that franchise, wasn't he? Have him bring yes, one yeah, of his other folks in there. Sure, sure. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm I'm down with that. Um, See, I'm, I'm writing it down now. Call Bill. All right, you call Bill, and then by next week, Holly A. Ford will be back. Like I said, she's off at the franchise consulting company's big uh, to-do in Cancun. Um, I was asked to go down there and said, no, nah, i got to go see my soon-to-be grandson. figured my grandson would be here. And partying with FCC and a bunch of fran- uh, franchisors sounds like fun, but holding my grandson in my arms sounds much better and hanging out with my granddaughter. Yeah. So now we've had yeah. pillars of weather yeah. and pillars of family and travel. Who's our guest today, Ray? <laughs> well, we've got Mike Majid. He is the Chief Operating Officer of Griswold Home Care. Welcome to the show, Mike. 
Welcome, Mike. Welcome, Ray. Really appreciate it. Welcome, Fred. I did not know that baseball caps were required, or I would have had one. I'm a huge baseball cap <laughs> fan. I didn't realize we were, had that dress code. I apologize for not having my cap on. Oh, no, well, no. See, that's it. It, it, um, uh, it is required headgear for co-hosts, but it's um, <laughs> only – we leave it up to the um, – we leave it up to the, the guests not to decide whether or not they want to. So you're good. Okay. So, just so you know, so, we Ray, can't why see you anymore, Fred. I don't know if that's yeah, good Yeah, I know. Or bad, I'm working on that. But, uh, all right. I'm working on that. So we'll keep talking while, as I can reestablish there. Rock and roll, Ray. You take the first question. Rock and roll. Okay. What is Griswold Home Care? Let's start from the beginning. What is Griswold Home Care? So we are a non-medical, private duty home care company placing caregivers into the home of families that uh, need care because they want to remain safe and happy in their own home environment, wherever they consider home to be. That's the premise of our services. I mean, I can go much more into it, you know, as as we go along. Oh, sure. That's what, and we're yeah. and we're a national company. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, so are are you in uh, uh, my area as an example? Are you in the uh, western suburbs yeah. of Chicago? Or? I am not in the western suburbs of Chicago, although I've been there many a times and love that area. Uh, our corporate office is based out of Plymouth Meeting, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philadelphia, about two hours or so from where Fred is at right now in Gettysburg. Oh, and I'm oh, wow. a born, born and raised in the area. In the in, uh, Plymouth Meeting area? Born, yeah, born and raised in Philadelphia, moved out to the suburbs okay. where I live right now in Bluebell, Pennsylvania. But I'm a, um, a proud Philadelphian, love the area, have been here my whole life, although I've had to the, the, the real pleasure of traveling. Uh, did a, done a lot of national travel, been in 36 states in the U.S. Um, I've traveled abroad, not extensively, but uh, have had a chance to, to be in Illinois and California and other areas of this country. And it's been a, a great experience being able to travel around the country and meet different people and see different areas and uh, watch the cultures as they play out in their own environments. And I come back home and I, I go. Whew, glad to be home. Love my love Philadelphia yeah. and plan to be here the rest of my yeah. life. I un, yeah. un, unlike you though, Ray. I do love the heat. So the hotter the better. <laughs> <laughs> I'm loving this time of year. Oh man, I, I tell you, uh, I I moved to Canada, but there's too many movie stars up there right now. So <laughs> a lot of good comedians from Canada, though. You know that, right? I think you have to be comedian to come from Canada because it's cold and it's a beautiful country. Yeah. Yeah. It really yeah. has been there many wow. times, all, all over Canada. So, all right. how long has Griswold been around? Yeah, so we, uh, we started, uh, well, the company actually started as a family-owned business in 1982. Uh, the founder of our company, just, just so you know, the, the name Griswold, um, did not come from the character Clark W. Griswold that was um, played by Chevy Chase in the vacation movies. 
we didn't watch oh, that at the time and and go, wow, what a what a what a cool franchise this is. Let's name the company Griswold. Um, there is an actual founder that the company is named after. Her name is Jean Griswold, uh, an amazing, amazing woman in the sense that. Uh, so she was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis in her 40s, and at 51, oh, she opened up this business um, in 1982 at her dining room table uh, to serve the parishioners of a local church in which she was not only a part of, but her husband was the minister of uh, here in the Philadelphia area, uh, Chestnut Hill area of Philadelphia. And um, she served both to uh, the Lord and to the parishioners and uh, became a very educated woman, but through her dealings with the church and seeing the challenges of those that struggle with the uh, with the aging process uh, or those that have uh, various disabilities or infirmities, uh, at that dining room table in 1982, she decided to start placing caregivers. She taught at a local college and had a lot of availability to certified nursing assistants at the time. And she, uh, she tapped into that resource from the college and started placing uh, certified nursing assistants in the homes of parishioners that needed help with the day-to-day activities of daily living. And that started in 1982. And in 1984, this remarkable woman who at the time that she started this business was already in a wheelchair suffering from the effects of multiple sclerosis, uh, began franchising. Uh, and at that time in 1984, she had created, I don't think she set out to do this, but she created the very first purely non-medical home care franchise in the United States. It was very celebrated through the 80s and 90s while she was growing this business around the country. Um, if you just think about the culture uh, back then and, 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 the, um, and, and, and life back then, you didn't see a lot of female business owners but you didn't see any franchise concept creators back in 1984. Uh, and it made her story quite remarkable. And she passed away in 2017 and we continue to honor her and everything that we do here at the company. So you're saying it has nothing to do with Chevy Chase. Has nothing. <laughs> Although I will tell you, uh, we leverage that whenever possible because Chevy, Chevy Chase himself I'm a big fan of and his movies I'm a big fan of. So mm-hmm. it generally brings a smile to people's face when you joke and kid about the fact that we were founded by Clark W. Griswold. I, I, there was a question on my list that, you know, I was going there. You, you killed off my question. You're, you're, you're welcome to go there, Fred. <laughs> All right. Oh, so that was since a funny we, movie. Well, there were yeah. several. So, so before we head back to home care, I will ask, what's your favorite um, Griswold family movie? My favorite is the very first one. I, 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 for whatever reason, when you get into these kind of franchise uh, movies that you know take four, five, six, seven versions, uh, there n- never seems to be anything better than the first one, and I love. Uh, vacation, the original vacation movie. It was without a doubt my favorite. Pretty cool. Pretty I gotta cool. watch that one again. <laughs> oh, it's it's just, it's just a blast. He yeah. he is he is just an amazing character actor, you know. And that that movie that series was meant for him. And I don't know if you noticed in the one that they did in seventeen, the remake with Christina Applegate and Ed Helms. Um, Clark, uh, I mean, Chevy Chase was the 
uh, bed and breakfast owner with Beverly DeAngelis at that time. Uh, much different looking uh, in the 17 version than the 1978 <laughs> version or whatever it is. But there was a 2017 oh, uh, remake. Yes, wow. there was the vaca- The original Vacation movie was remade. Uh, look it up. Ed Helms and uh, Christina Applegate. Uh, Ed Helms plays the son of uh, Clark W. Griswold in that movie. And wow. and the premise is that they travel and do that, and they end up at a bed and breakfast hosted not by Clark W. Griswold in this movie, but Chevy Chase, the character in the movie. They end up at their, their bed and breakfast somewhere out west. I, I think we've just found a co-host, folks, for a, a new radio show, Pillars <laughs> of Movie Remakes. <laughs> Uh, let me well, ask you, is there an RV in that second in that remake? Not <laughs> um, was there an RV or not? I think it was a I think it was a station wagon, just like the original movie. I don't oh, think okay. they did RV. Yeah, station and, wagon. All right. So station one wagon. last comment. Uh, one last comment sure. about about this, and then we'll move back to franchising. But so the sure, the, no problem. the the family wagon master. Um, that, that they drove out there is actually seen in the opening credits of Married with really? Children, which was, of course, really? Christina Applegate's big oh. claim to fame. And as you can watch us there on the roads of Chicago, the Chicago uh, Expressway, you can actually fit and see the family roadmaster there. Weird trivia. The green and brown, the with. green and brown, uh, uh, uh-huh. that, that vehicle. Interesting. <laughs> yep. That's great. I'll have to look for that. It's a, is it the beginning of every Married with Children episode? Uh-huh. Yep. Okay. Uh, I'll, I'll so, check that out. Go ahead, Rain. Take us away from Killers. <laughs> well, we, yeah, we, 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 we've stepped away so far away from the franchise that, uh, I, you know, I'm not sure I, I know where to begin. But one of the things that you mentioned is that <laughs> uh, you, you definitely said that you were uh, non-medical. Uh, but yeah. you also said that you had nurses involved in this. Is that true? No, not nurses. I mean, although you can, it depends on your business model and whether you want to add that component to it. The the nursing the nurses that I referred to were certified nursing assistants, which are CNAs. Okay. So unlike an RN that goes through many years of education and training, CNAs is I think, if I'm not mistaken, about 160 hours of learning and then you get your certification and through that you're a little bit more advanced um, in terms of your skill sets going into the home, but you're not a medical person delivering medical services in the home, not without the direction of a, of an RN. If, if, if you have your okay. RN on staff. Uh, so, so uh, in other words, you don't need a CNA to start the franchise. Uh, you may. It just depends on the state and the state's licensure requirements. So every state has a different uh, set of requirements that govern the way they want you to operate your, I'll say, non-medical home care business in their in their state. Some states require RN oversight. Some states require uh, CNAs or HHAs, um, home health aides is what the HHA stands oh. for. And some states have no requirements uh, other than your experience and, um, you know, uh, ability uh, to have worked in this business as a caregiver, uncertified, but with experience and training. You know, uh, it's amazing. Uh, we 
we have a lot of elderly clients in our home cleaning business, and uh, it, it's it's interesting to see how much they love to see the girls come in, you know, once a week or every two weeks. And uh, it, it's just a great feeling because of the fact that they're, they're, they seem to be so alone, you know, and well, they look forward to uh, coming yeah. out. Yeah. To, to, to your point, Ray, um, as you get, as you age and, you know, not with everybody, but with a large majority of, the elderly population, your world really begins to shrink dramatically, and the people in your world begin to shrink dramatically. And if you don't have a, a, a big family, then the family unit uh, isn't that great when you're aging. And so a lot of elderly people are in isolation, and um, it, it's, it's not even just the companies that come in. Sometimes it could be, you know, uh, community programs like Meals and Wheels that come in where, you know, we've done volunteer work for Meals and Wheels, and we'll go into the home as a, as a representative of Meals and Wheels to drop off a, uh, a dinner or a lunch, and they'll want you to stay for three hours and talk oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, because they just miss, they miss that connection because their world shrinks and they don't have that in their lives and they desperately seek it out. That's definitely true. So it, it, you said you tough. don't, it's tough. You don't have any in Ray's area um, at this point in Chicagoland area. Yes. No, no? we do. We do. We, we, yeah, okay. we do. We just, I'm not there. I'm not, we don't operate at it. The home office doesn't operate at it, but yeah, we, ha- we do. We have uh, franchise okay. opportunities out there in Illinois. Hmm. So how much would We've been it in cost? Illinois for 20-plus years. I'm sorry? All right. So, well, so to me, as I'm sitting here um, and thinking about what you're saying, um, A, I'm thinking, Ray, they're going after some of the same clients you do. So there's, a, there's cross-marketing stuff we can do there. Um, oh, yeah. And then I'm thinking yeah. if they don't have anything in, in Naperville to page, then how much would it cost for Ray to buy one? Because that would, you know, he could, like, Double the. Are you saying so he yeah. can serve himself? What are you trying to get at, Ray? Service client. Are you saying yeah. that Ray needs us to serve himself or to serve no. others? Yeah. Yeah. I actually, he and I had a discussion earlier today, and I told him, dude, we got to grow the company, your your group faster and faster. You ain't semi retired anymore. Not as long as I'm alive. Yeah. So, no. Now, Fred, so you make a cost? great point, though. There, there, yeah. Well, real quickly, though, you made a great point. There are a lot of synergies. Um, and we, we talk to our franchise owners about this. We talk about our staff about it, that when you own a, a franchise in a location, you know, you get out into your community, not, not just to market your business for referrals and to grow, but connect with um, construction companies, plumbers, electricians, you know, uh, handyman services, landscaping companies. Be an expert in your community and bring a full suite of partners with you to be able to bring to a family that may need those services, whether they're local or not, for the elderly. So a lot of elderly are still living in their home, maybe the first home uh, or second home, and, you know, grass grows and shrubs grow, and you need connections. You know, things have to be done in the home that has to be clean, and if they don't want us to do it, we should have partners. So um, that, that is a, a great point that you brought up, and, and we train our folks to, to connect to the other businesses, complementary businesses, where we can trade business with one another. So if we're operating we'll in, in Illinois like you are, we can trade business. But the cost – We'll talk uh, about that afterwards. Point, okay. <laughs> the the, the so. cost, and I'm going to round it – I'm just going to round the numbers off. It's somewhere between 120, 130,000. Between 100 to $130,000 is about the average cost for the business, all inclusive. Uh, 
all inclusive. And yeah. it could probably be operated out of a home, right? Uh, well, it, you could at one point in time. I would tell you that if you're going to grow your business today because um, Google has changed their algorithm, algorithms, um, yep. if you're a home-based business and you're, and you're not a legitimate business, you won't rank. You won't show up. They, they're trying to eliminate all that, including those that go and buy post office boxes through you know, the local post office to, to try to legitimize the business. So at one point in time, you could get away with that. I wouldn't recommend that running it today. You don't need a huge space when you start, but I would have a legitimate business space so you can rank as you begin doing your SEM and SEO marketing strategies. Now, as Fred mentioned, you know, I would have the infrastructure already. So I would have the office. I would have the, the staff to uh, to man the phones, so to speak, and and, uh, and probably some of the talent as well, uh, you know, that could cross over to yeah. the other company. So, it, so just so <laughs> you know, just so you know, Ray, uh, if you two are interested, we can talk offline. But your area is open, so we have the ability to uh, <laughs> offer you a franchise opportunity in your backyard. Uh-huh. Fred, well. you okay? Fred, Fred, you sound like you're salivating a little bit. Are you okay? Hey, no, my he's, job he's is he's having a second heart attack. No, no, that I'm not. My job is to you know make Ray number one in the nation for what he there does. So um, anything I do, anything I come up with to make him bigger, that's the good thing. Is that what I'm paying for? Yeah, that's what you're paying for, dude. All right, you want to take the next question, Ray, or shall we pay the bills? Uh, Well, I think someone's got to pay that hotel bill you're in. Yeah, uh, you're right. So we'll pay the hotel bills. I want to thank the Link Local Network for broadcasting our show. Uh, You can go to uh, learn more about how to achieve work-life balance by going to www.linklocalnetwork.com. They've got an event coming up in Ray's area, Naperville, DuPage County, um, out of the digital world into the real world, on July 9th from 5.30 to 7.30 at Braconi's Pizza. Uh, check out the linklocalnetwork.com website to, for more details. You can go to the pillarsoffranchising.com website and chat with us. I'm watching the people hanging out there, so ask a question. Um, or you can dial in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. And now a word from a sponsor. Hey, franchise owners. How is your local marketing? Do you feel like you could use some help keeping up with your social media posts and comments and reviews? Do you wonder if you could be doing more to attract local customers? Are you able to identify new move-ins to your local area? At Westvine, we help franchisees like you reach more local customers through digital marketing. With daily monitoring, creative content, and ad placement, and customer data intelligence, we'll get your business in front of the people who want your products or services. We also work with franchisors who need an agency to handle the digital marketing for all of their locations. If you're ready to reach more local customers, give us a call at 805-265-5440 or visit us at westvine.com. That's 805-265-5440 or westvine with a y dot com. Thanks, Michelle. And now word from a second sponsor. Are you thinking about opening a business? 
Whether you're in transition from a corporate job, looking to generate investment income, add to your existing business, or just too young to retire, come to the Great American Franchise Expo and explore your options. Meet face-to-face with dozens of franchise executives representing dozens of quality brands. A wide range of price points and ownership models are available. Attend our free seminars on accounting, real estate, and marketing. Franchise law experts will be there to answer your questions, and banks are on hand to discuss loans and financing. The first 100 attendees will receive free VR goggles. For free tickets, visit www.franexpousa.com. The Great American Franchise Expo, coming to a city near you in 2019. Check our website for schedules. Thanks, Abel. Uh, As Abel said, they're coming to a city near you. The next uh, Great American Franchise Expo is in Jacksonville at the Prime Osborne Center, uh, September 7th and 8th. Uh, I won't be there because I'll be headed to see Ray uh, later that week at IFE, and uh, as will our erstwhile co-host, Holly A. Ford, who's partying in Cancun. And we're back to Mike. So, Mike, uh, another question for you. Um, Since we've been talking about buying a franchise and and, uh, things like that, um, my first question or the question I'll ask is, what are the the top three items on a franchise disclosure document, or otherwise known as the greatest cure known to insomnia to mankind, <laughs> do you recommend somebody to read? Sure. That's a great question. And you're right about curing insomnia. Not an interesting read. It's a legal document, and everybody should know that they're not there to get inspired. They're there to understand about a franchise. If you're asking me personally, because all of the 23 items that are regulated by the Federal Trade Commission are important to understand, those are the things that are consistent to every franchise brand you look at is in those first 23 items. There are different, you know, lengths, you know, for each company, but that's the information that the FTC wants you to know. But the top three for me is first I go right to item three, which is the litigation section. I want to understand how litigious the franchise company is and how they treat their franchisees. Second, I go to item 19, which is the financial performance representations, which gives you a snapshot as to the revenues of the company and how uh, the company is doing and all their franchisees based on their tenure uh, in the business and, uh, and what those numbers could look like through the years in terms of growth. And then the last item I go to is item 20, which is where the status of franchise outlets are listed where you can look at what's coming on from that franchise system over the last three years. There's a lot of information to glean in how many uh, franchises were sold, how many were not renewed, how many were terminated, how many were reacquired, how many ceased operations, and what their growth rate looks like within a franchise. So item three, item 19, and item 20 are the first three I go to. You know, by the time I get done asking this question, I think we'll be able to redesign the FDD and have the FDD and then the appendixes and just cut it down to like the first five because That's it's, amazingly, it's amazingly uniform how many people will say 319 and raise favorite 20. Yeah, yeah. without a doubt. <laughs> if you're in franchise, okay. you understand why. And yet there's been quite a few franchisees I've spoken to who said, yeah, I never read the FDD. I'm like, 
Wow. Yeah, I know I'm supposed to, but I didn't. I'm sure they're very successful me. today. <laughs> and some of them are. That's that's the funny thing is there's a few of them that are. And it's like, no, nah, I never read the thing. It's like, well, a good okay. a good model and a good territory can solve a lot of problems quickly. Amen to that. Ray, what's your next one? The home services industry is just booming right now because of all us elderly people out there. <laughs> and yep, uh I understand. Uh, the especially the uh home care industry or and home services, home care. Uh what differentiates Griswold from all the other models that are out there? So so there's kind of two answers to that because it's a much different model for home services versus home care because I believe that um, the model franchise owner, that that model is a different individual. Um, but uh, if, I, if I talk about Griswold Home Care in its own space, the actual non-medical home care industry, um, there's tons of things that – uh, that we believe make us different, and I'm sure every other home care company would say the same thing. But I, but I start with uh, first and foremost that if you look around the ho- the landscape of non-medical home care, um, you will see a lot of catchy names and a lot of catchy phrases for the name of those companies, kind of like they've been created in the lab. This is the only franchise company that bears the name of its original founder, Gene Griswold. So. Right away, if you're looking at home care companies, and there's wonderful competitors that we, that we face in this industry, Griswold Home Care is going to stick out just because of the name itself. Uh, but we've also been around 37 years and started this industry non-medically. And over 37 years, you fine-tune your processes, you fine-tune your marketing, you fine-tune your technology. I mean, if I'm a franchisee today looking to get into a space uh, and the company's been doing it for 37 years – you can feel pretty confident that their systems, their support, their marketing strategies, their, their, their field support strategies, their compliance are all very well uh, baked and very proven over a long period of time. You can't be in a business 37 years and not be reputable and not be successful or having franchisees um, you know, uh, pull, uh, run away from your business. And one of the things that I think that we've been very proud of over the years is we have very few resale or transition opportunities. We don't have a lot of people that want to sell when they get in, and we don't have um, a lot of people that close their doors. Uh, and so uh, that's a testament to the 37 years in the making of a system and the support that goes along with it. Aside from all the unique programs we have, we, you know, we have all the, if I throw the buzzwords out there, we have our readmission prevention program. We have our technology to monitor homes and, you know, the things that all the companies are doing. We have great relationships nationally, locally, regionally, but um, I just think it's the history and what goes along with that history uh, that really, really separates Griswold Home Care. Oh, Fr- Fred, you know, he said the M word. Oh, wow. I was so thinking about what I, I want. Give me a second there, Ray. He said the M word. I'm fine with that. Do I, do I clap too? No, just enjoy the applause. You said the magic word. Okay. And, and you said the magic M word. And, and so we'll give you the applause. 
Magic M word for those <laughs> okay. of you who are new listeners is marketing. Fred loves marketing. <laughs> Fred loves marketing. <laughs> Fred loves marketing. It's so, what he is obsessive about. Go ahead, Ray. Yeah, or am I uh, asking a question? You, uh, 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 quick question. Uh, what does uh, <laughs> what does your typical franchisee uh, look like? What are, you know? Yeah. What, what kind of individual are you looking for? Yeah. So the wise guy in me will say they come in all different sizes and shapes. If you want to know what they <laughs> right, look like. Right, 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 but, right. But, right. but, but I, I'll keep it. I'll keep it professional and. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're talking about personality. Yeah. Acumen and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I will tell you that um, an owner in this business, what you'll find uh, is a few things. Number one. They typically have some type of experience with the services themselves, in their family, with a loved one, with a friend, et cetera. Um, they generally come to this industry and say, I've had to take care of a loved one. I've had to bring care in for a loved one. And that experience drives them to – because the experience shows the challenges of aging in place, uh, it drives them to, 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 to get into a business that helps solve that problem. So one is the experience with the care themselves, either directly or indirectly. Two, um, they have this enormous desire to want to make a difference or give back in their community. Um, it's more to the po- people that come in here. It's more than just making the money. This is a money-making industry. You can make money. I mean, you look at the tenure of our franchise owners and how long they've been in this business and how they've not thrived for as long as they have. It's because you can make money, but that's not their driver. The driver is in feeding their soul, not feeding their pocket. The pocket gets fed anyway, but there's not a lot of businesses where you can feed your soul and feel good about what you do and how you give back every day. And then the third reason that they get into this is because of the franchising vehicle. Right. I, this is a low barrier to entry business. So if you wanted to go and start your own home care company independently, there's not a lot of hoops that you have to jump through and not a ton of costs that you would have to put out of pocket in order to get in this business. However, it's, uh, it's become so much more regulated. Uh, there's so much more complexity to it. There's so much more competition that the franchising vehicle with the systems and the support and all the things that go along with it are the reason why they choose franchising as the vehicle to give back and make a difference. And so our owners bring those types of things to the table. Uh, so it's the fourth pillar, giving back to the community. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, that, well, so that's one of the reasons uh, that uh, my wife and I decided to start the Molly Made franchises because of the Miss Molly Foundation. Which is part of Molly Made, and uh, we we felt whatever we decided to do at that point when we were looking, it has to be something that gave back to the community, and and that's that why uh, uh, Molly Made was chosen. Go ahead, Fred. Yeah, right. Wait, well, if you don't mind, if I could just jump in there it. real quick. So so um, Ray, to that point, there aren't in this industry in the non-medical home care space. There aren't a lot. There are very few companies that. Uh, have uh, nonprofits, and uh, we have a, a 501c3 nonprofit called our Gene Griswold Foundation. Um, so not only do we uh, give back in our franchise systems or at our company-owned offices, but our our nonprofit 
gives back to other needy organizations, 501c3 nonprofits in every community around the uh, country that we serve, those franchisees get grants through the foundation in order to give to local uh, uh, companies that service the same community that they're servicing clients in. Meals on Wheels now is a perfect example of one that would be granted. You just killed it's off it's another it's of my here. questions there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're really proud of Go ahead, Fred. It's work. your turn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, that's two questions gone from my list. <sighs> all right, all right. So we'll go to an ancillary topic to what we've been talking about, which is sure. culture. Um, what? Mm-hmm. So you, you you gave some good, um, great reasons on why people buy a, a Griswold Home Care, um, and you yeah. talked about what you're kind of looking at. Tell us about what your culture is like. If you had to describe it to um, our listeners, and you know, everyone wants to work with people that that I don't know, they understand whatever. What's your culture like? How would you describe it? Yeah, let, let me take two angles to that question, Fred. I appreciate the question because culture is it. I mean, it's of high priority to me as an individual. Uh, I, I believe wholeheartedly in building a company through the culture, and it starts with getting the right. And Jim Collins will say this in his Good to Great book. It's about getting the right people on the bus and then getting them on the right, in the right seat on the bus, and then supporting them. Uh, following up, holding them accountable for their growth so you, they can achieve in their uh, positions both financially and in title. And so for, for us, the first place I start on culture is internal to the company and the people that are here that um, believe in what you do. Um, there's a book called Raving Fans, right? You, you know, you'll hear a lot of Simon Sinek talk about the why, right? The people that are here in this company that work to do what they do every day is because they're driven by the same why that drives us. That's to make a difference and give back. And, and, and it's twofold. It's to our franchise owners, and it's the, uh, the, the downstream from that, the clients that we serve. So the culture internally is extremely important. And in my 28 years of franchising, and I mean this with all my heart, I have never been part of a better culture internally in a company than I have with Griswold. But it doesn't stop there because this industry, as I said, brings good-hearted people, right, people that want to make a difference and give back, that share that same why that you feel. So between franchisor and franchisee, I think the one thing that I'll point to that talks about how strong the culture is is what happened to us in 2017. I know it was a year and a half ago when we received the award, but our franchisees nominated us for Franchisor of the Year. And not only did they nominate and win, we won Franchisor of the Year from the American Association of Franchisees and Dealers. They're not even on the franchise side. They're, that's, the, that's the political group that protects the rights of franchise owners. We won the Franchiser of the Year Award through that organization and won their fair franchising seal, scoring a 97% compliance to their standards of fair franchising. That tells you about our culture between franchisor and franchisee. Awesome. Well, that is awesome. And it's very important. Uh, I think that's one of the reasons that, you know, again, that uh, I'm in particular uh, – franchise that I am in because of the culture of uh, the home office. And uh, we've continued that culture into my local office. And I, I feel that is uh, 
at least part of the reason, if not a big part of the reason why we're successful. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Your call, your question, right? I asked the culture one this time. I got I, I love this you. volley. That, I love this volley that the two of you have. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> it's, oh. it's, it's, so, it's it, how we uh, inspire each other. Yeah, it is. It is. But you know, the, the the thing that comes to mind is now we have listeners who are millennials and they're thinking, yeah. "Gosh, mom and dad are, you know, getting out in age." What, so what does it cost to have your service in their, you know, uh, to bring yeah. their, your service into mom and dad's home? Yeah. Um, and by the way, millennials are not only – they're the fastest growing uh, buyers of franchises, right? They're amazing people. Mm-hmm. And I never realized how amazing millennials are as employees and as business owners than since I've come to Griswold Home Care. We love our millennials. But – um, they're also the largest group of non-paid family caregivers in this country is the millennial generation, mm-hmm. believe it or not. So um, one of the things that they can do, it depends on the type of service. I'm going to break it down into two services so I keep it very simple for the audience. There's either live-in service or hourly service. In our model, I'll say nationally, we can range between $20 and $24 an hour for the hourly care. Uh, and on live-in that can range from 200 to 300 or so dollars, depending on the area of the country that you're in. You know, it's all relevant to what the market will bear, but it, it'll range somewhere between two and 300 for a living caregiver and 20 to 24 dollars for an hourly caregiver. Okay, and that last one, two to 300, is that per week or for? No, that's a day. I'm sorry. That's two oh, okay. dollars okay. a day for living care. So, you know, whether you need it for five days, six days, or seven days, when you talk about the federal oh, definition think. of living, um, that okay. it would be per day. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Okay. So, so what? It, all right. Good, right? So I, I was just, you know, a bit, I, I think the, the next question is what is provided by that, you know, besides That's where I was going to go. Conversation. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm just sure. stealing your questions, <laughs> And so, it, it'll besides, vary from besides different. conversation, good conversation. What 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 is one gift for that? Yeah, it'll vary from company to company. But if you're talking about purely non-medical home care companies, what you get are uh, both the ADLs, which are the activities of daily living, and that's more of the hands-on personal care, the bathing, uh, the toileting. Uh, those types of personal involved, the grooming, um, the things that have to happen, or the IA deals, which are the instrumental activities of daily living. And they're more on the companion side, uh, such as errands and uh, balancing checkbooks and, uh, you know, reading and, and, and interactions. Um, that's on those. Those are the two. And then you get light-duty housekeeping. Uh, you get incidental transportation. Uh, based on what the needs are. So if you can't drive any more, we'll make sure you get to the doctor's appointments. We'll make sure you get to the, the, the supermarkets. We'll make sure you get to the religious institutions, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Those oh, are the wow. basic services around non-medical. So do you also deal with um, – do your people deal with their relatives so that way they don't have – never mind. Um, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a huge amount of 
We won't go there. I won't, so. adri- I won't address that one. <laughs> well, I was going to say, you can probably charge extra some of the families I've seen, but we won't go there, like I said. Um, so uh, since, since Ray and I are stealing each other's questions, um, what's one of the – Ray likes to tell a story about how, uh, as they were advertising once, um, one of the people came up to, to inquire about their services and wanted to know what the uh, Molly made teams wore uh, while they were um, were wearing while they were doing the cleaning, so I'm not going to ask you that. But what I'm going to ask is, what's some of the <laughs> what's one of the stranger incidents you've seen while you've been with Griswold? Um, <laughs> well, Ooh, that's um, a good one, wasn't it? Ding yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 so I don't know if it's strange for today's society. But um, strange to me <laughs> because I'm a little bit Fair more – I'm a little older and a little bit more uh, old school. But um, I, I can generalize and say sometimes the piercings or the tattoos <laughs> or the hair colors or the clothing, uh, depending on whether or not the franchise owner wants to uh, have their uh, employees uh, wear branded logo uh, clothing, but – uh, I've seen a lot of interesting hair choices, hair color choices, piercings, tattoos, you name it. Um, it, 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 it can run the gamut of, 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 of Yeah, I live in California most of the time. I get that one. <laughs> Got it. Okay. Trying to be as politically ahead, correct as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It's, it's hard sometimes. I no, I'm not. I'm known as never mind. Um, <laughs> something, something about a brick, brick through a plate glass window. I've been described as that's not politically correct. Go ahead, Ray. You got the next question. All right. Well, um, some some people think of home cleaning franchises as very low tech, but it's it's really quite high tech in in the software that we use to to track our clients. And uh, as an example, when a client calls our office, it, uh, their uh, number, uh, their screen automatically pops up in front, of, in, in front of our managers so they know exactly who's calling. So is that something similar that's offered in your industry? Do you have uh, anything high-tech like that? Yeah, so technology is very it's, – it's, it's, it's extremely popular, and it's, it's talked about, it's written about. So many articles around where technology is going. I, I will tell you that um, yes, we have all the technology in place that we need to have. We have a great uh, CRM that uh, allows us to interact with our caregivers, uh, allows us to interact with family, it allows family to interact with each other, allows caregivers to interact, it allows us to reach caregivers and uh, et cetera. So technology from the from the caregiver side is there. What what's a little challenging is technology from the elderly side. Uh, although we want to do 24-7 monitoring where we can track their movements, where we can see what, how many times a day that the toilet's been, uh, you know, touched or that the refrigerator door's been open. And you can do all that, but a lot of seniors are extremely resistant to that. I mean, we're talking about servicing a lot of the great generation right now, right? And they are, they're, they're yeah. your 82, 80 to 85, 90 year old folks that don't embrace technology. So we got to walk a fine line between how much technology we use on our client side 
versus how much technology we incorporate on the caregiver side, and that's a, a completely different uh, uh, animal. Yeah. Yep. All right. So at this point, we'll take a, another break to pay the bills. Remind everyone that you can, if for the people sitting on the website listening, you can ask questions. Uh, just hit the chat button. I'll freak out when I get hear the ding in my ear phone, but we'll get your questions asked. Or you can call in at 323-580-5755. That's 323-580-5755. As a preview note, uh, we hope by the middle of next month to let our listeners actually see the zany antics that happen on the video that you don't see. (laughs) And then we'll have all our guests back again and have a real food fight. So a word from a sponsor. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers is truly unique in the business resale space. While the average business broker uses one standard multiplier across all businesses and industries to value a business, Zarian Firm is the only business brokerage that looks at the five factors of distinction in each individual business. This gives our sellers a true value and our buyers a fair price. Zarian offers sellers the choice of three marketing packages based on how quickly they want to sell their business but all of our businesses sell 33% faster than the industry norm. Zarian Firm International Business Brokers connects premium investors with validated business opportunities. And a word from another sponsor. Ever wonder how successful business people get educated about franchise business options? The Franchise Consulting Company is a group of over 100 franchise professionals with more than 2,000 years of franchise experience. We help our clients select and investigate franchise companies. And like a realtor, our services are free of charge to you. Our fees are paid by the seller. Reach out to us to learn more and get a free copy of the Franchise MBA, the number one bestseller and highest-reviewed book on Amazon in the franchise category. Our website is thefranchiseconsultingcompany.com or feel free to call us on 800-321-6072. And we're back. Um, Quick shout-out to our past guest, R.J. Grimshaw of Unified Team Equipment. Uh, RJ, uh, Ray hasn't gotten his yet, but RJ sent me the coolest uh, dual battery charger for my cell phone, and it's been phenomenal on the trip. Thanks, RJ, and thanks to Terp Ricketts for being a good sport and letting us pick on his name. I mean, how can you not pick on a guy named Terp? I, I love the dude. Um, so we're, we're back to Mike. So, Mike, you've been in franchising for a long time. However, it wasn't you, always Fred. home care. Yeah, hey, that was my politically correct way of saying you're old, but that's okay. I am too. It wasn't always in home care, though. You used to deal no. with cars. You were a, a transmission franchisee, weren't you? I was. I was. I worked for the franchisor side, Amco Transmissions, AA Beep Beep MCF. Uh, I yeah. love the fact you did the beep beep. Um, do the beep beep again, will you? Double A beep beep MCO. So why, why 
All right, I'm going to have to get that clip now for later. Um, <laughs> why the jump from? I'm happy to help my Amco friends. I uh, was there 13 years, and it's a wonderful company, and they treated me really well. So why change from transmissions to home care? Well, um, you know, at, at that point after the 13th year, um, you know, ownership had changed, uh, went through a sale, and just a different direction, and I felt it was the right time for me to make a change in my career and, um, you know, still have good friends there and uh, decided it was time for me to move on, and I wanted to find something in my life, much like our franchisees, it gave me a chance to make a difference and help others and give back. And uh, I just happened to be fortunate enough when I was in that transition. I had a sister who's in the industry of non-medical home care who had been doing it at the time for a few years. And, you know, I saw what it was doing for her and how she felt about it. And when I had a chance uh, to uh, hire in at Griswold Home Care 10 years ago, I was thrilled to jump at the opportunity. I had my sister's support in doing so. So, you know, 13 years there and 10 years uh, with Griswold, and uh, I, I, re- I don't regret any minute of any of the last 23 years. And go back six years, I was in the health and fitness industry, and I, I, it's just been a great career for me to, to hone my personal and professional skill sets over that time. And I'm thankful for every company I've been with because I've learned from every company I've been with, and it's made me who I am today. Okay, so I'll let Ray ask the next question after this one. Is there any thought of putting a beep beep into the Griswold home care? Um, <laughs> you know. Hey, if I can find a way to do that, I would. But I think uh, I think Amco has the uh, that that trademark beep beep down. So I don't right. I don't think we can use it. I don't even think I'm allowed to say it on this uh, podcast. But I will. So, I want to promise if somehow you guys do figure out a way to put the beep beep in there that you'll come back on the show and we'll be the first to broadcast it. Will do. Um, You'll be the first people I contact. (laughs) Go ahead, right? It's an easy one. I don't have to ever worry about breaking that promise because it won't happen. So, we appreciate it. (laughs) But if it does, you got it. (laughs) Awesome. So, Mike, if, if yes. someone is interested in starting, oh, he's going the, to that uh, question. The, the, yeah, yeah. Uh, you said. Uh, no, I didn't say the last question. I, 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 oh. I have the Holly question next, so um, someone's got to ask oh, okay. the Holly question. All right, all right. So we can get this out of the way because people people want to know. People want to know. Okay. If they if, if if they want to start a franchise, how do they do that? How do they get a hold of you? Sure. Well, um, they can reach us at uh, griswoldhomecare.com. Um, they can reach us at Griswold Home Care Franchise Opportunity. Uh, they can reach us through Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. We also have our own podcast, Franchising with Purpose. Little plug, sorry about that, shameless. Okay. Um, and we're on Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Um, but they can reach us just griswoldhomecare.com and go to franchising and you'll be contacted if you put your information in or you can chat with our, our online uh, individual that takes the uh, request coming in on our website and they'll connect you to uh, our franchise development team and they'll get you started. Awesome. Fantastic. 
Okay, so that's the that's the normal Ray last question, but I have the Holly question, <laughs> which is, um, you're yeah. growing. Where do you want to be in five years? What, what's Griswold look like in uh, five years? Sure. So we're we're at about 200 locations right now. Five years from now, we should be at 400, 450. Maybe if we're really really fortunate, 500. But I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna dial that back a little bit and say we'll double in size in the next five years from 200 to 400 locations. And we're in 30 states, so if we can go to 40, 42, 43 states, we'd be happy with that as well. All right, double in five years. That's awesome. That's aggressive. Aggressive growth. Don't know that we'll get there, but, you know, we always talk about having big, hairy, audacious goals, right, BHAGs. And if you don't set them, you know, very, very lofty, then you'll, 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 you won't, you won't hit them. You won't even have a chance to get close. So we'll shoot for 200. And if we end up at a hundred or 150, we won't be disappointed. We just want to continue to grow. Awesome. Where have I heard that term before? I've heard that. That's term what before. I was wondering. I, so yeah, BHAG, big, hairy, audacious yeah. goal. Yeah, I didn't hear audacious. Heard I heard a different A word, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that must Fred, be from. from <laughs> well, you'll hear it all. But if you if you read the book Good to Great with Jim Collins, he talks a lot about that. He talks a lot about company culture and setting your mission or purpose and, you know, goal setting. And, and part of that book, it talks about big, hairy, audacious goals. But it's more than Jim Collins. But, you know, it, 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 that's a book that I have in my playbook that I live by. And so, you know, I always accredit it to him, although I'm sure it didn't start with him. I, I, I probably attended a seminar somewhere where somebody said that. I, I do remember that. Well, Jim, Jim Collins has an influence in the franchising world. You hear a lot of, you know, stuff that he did um, come out at franchising seminars and at the IFA events. And they may not credit his name, but you'll hear what they say and go, yeah, that was a Jim Collins quote or that was a Jim Collins initiative. So he's had a good impact on lots of companies in this industry and others, I'm sure. All right. So I got one question that – no one on the, I, I'm doubtful that anyone has um, are no one's prepped for this question so um, it whatever answer you give is, is okay um, about a week or two ago uh, Facebook went off and made its I think it's public announcement of its new cryptocurrency Libra and as I as I've started to do research on it because of course we do a lot of digital marketing, and if Facebook does something, we have to look into it. And as um, I've looked at Libra, uh, it's become very um, strong uh, to me that this is going to be something that uh, anybody that does business on online or on Facebook is going to have to deal with. Um, and um, as obviously, since we deal with a lot of franchisees, franchisors, it's uh, it's going to have a real impact on, I think, in the long run, the way people buy and sell services. Has Have you started to look at or lay out a plan for dealing with Libra? It's really new, as, so as if yet, you no. haven't... Yep. Okay. As of yet, no, we have not. And that is a very reasonable answer because as far as I know, 
I'm the only one in the universe who started thinking about franchising and Libra. So I thought, Fred, I thought you were going to go with astrology and ask me, you know, whether, you know, my sign matches up with the Libra. And it does, uh, coincidentally. I'm an Aries, and Aries and Libra do very well together. I thought that's where you're going. I was prepared to handle that. Yeah, yeah. I told you I was, you I was not ready there. to handle for this call. Score one, Fred. All right, so um, <laughs> there's what I normally uh, I ask this of uh, I, I normally ask what I call the Addison question um, to our our female guests, but now that I have a uh, a new grandson, I'll, I'll call it the Max question. What Addison, what would you what advice to my grandson Max? would you give about being in business and, and, and being successful in life? Yeah. So a couple of things come to mind uh, in terms of one being in business, uh, you know, do your homework, uh, let, let, let research drive decisions. Um, and it doesn't matter what business you're in, but I always start high level. So start with the, the biggest picture, which is, uh, if I want to be in business, how do I want to be in business? Because you can do it through a franchising model or you can do it independently. And I think you do research on both because it may be that franchise is not right for you. So I, I always start big picture, and I would advise Max to decide on whether franchising or independent business ownership was the right direction. And then from there, I, just, I start to uh, coach people on looking at industry. What industries resonate with you, which industries are growing, which industries are recession resistant because the only the only industry that I know that's recession proof is you know the uh, the uh, cemetery, whatever you want to call that industry the funeral <laughs> the funeral home industry but other than that, look at the industry it's recession resistancy, look at the industry and see whether it could be impacted five or ten years now. Uh, from outsourcing, or will it be replaced by automation? Because those things are important. You might buy the business today, and five years from now, it's uh, it's no longer a viable business because it has to be outsourced, or it can be outsourced, or it can be replaced by automation. So I'd say that would be layer two, which is understand the industry and the growth of that industry and the impacts of that to that industry over the next 5, 10, 15, 20 years. And then once you've done that, then I begin looking at companies within the industries you've identified to start learning as much as I can about the viability of those companies, the reputation of those companies, the success rates of those companies. So that's my advice to Max from when it comes to business, right? Start high level, go to industry, and then begin looking at franchises. But in terms of life, um, what I would tell uh, Max to do is uh, if, you, if you give respect uh, you'll get respect, and if you don't give get respect, um, it's okay. Move on. You don't have to be respected by everybody, but treat everybody, you know, with kindness because, you know, you never know how that's going to pay back in life, and uh, that we're, you know, at any point in time in in your life. But I think the the other thing I would tell Max is uh, just work on being a better version of yourself every day, and whatever that means about what that version looks like. Be a better person. Be a good human being. If you if you live life the right way, uh, the karma will come around and you'll benefit. Uh, at at some point in time, it'll pay off for you. If you do things wrong, you may get away with it in the short term, but they'll always come back to haunt you at some point in time in life. So just be a better version of yourself every day and constantly be learning and growing. Awesome. Bye. 
sounds like sage advice to me. Well, I'm not sure about that. I, I really agree with the give respect, but as a Chicago, and if you don't get it, then you kick the crap out of them. At least that's the way I'm <laughs> Well, listen, I'm a Philadelphia, but I'm not, I'm not going to go that direction. You know, I, I, you know, I don't want to advocate violence on your podcast, but you, you're welcome to, Fred. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm well known to do that, so it's all good. Great. You got any other last questions? No. Well, uh, I, I think two things that came to mind and listening to this whole conversation is uh, basically do your due diligence uh, when seeking a franchise. And uh, the other thing that uh, kind of is rattling in the back of my head somewhere is start with That's the end in mind. You know, whatever you do, whenever you start something, start thinking about how it's going to end up five, ten years down the road. So that's, that's have a plan. my have a plan. Part, part, have a plan. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. I bet Stephen Covey stole that from you, didn't he? No. <laughs> <laughs> of course he did. <laughs> I'm a big Stephen right. Covey fan as well. <laughs> uh, I, I am. I am. I, I love the book. I actually taught uh, the up. course for a little while. So. Did you? Yeah. Right. Uh, I love it. Driven people up a wall with, I'm beginning with the end in mind <laughs> phrase. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, well, have you got any last questions, Ray? I am questioned out, Fred. <laughs> All right. So, then before I, I think, ask, or thank Mike for being here, I'm going to ask Mike, is there any last pieces of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners, listeners with? Besides listen to Pillars of Franchising. Yeah, I have one, one last piece of advice for anybody looking to get into business. Um, and and, and it's, it, people always say, what, what's the number one reason why a business will fail, whether it be your business or any business? And the, 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 I always tell people that the, the first answer to that is you're undercapitalized. And, fran- and, and franchises that aren't credible will take your money because you have the franchise fee to pay. And when you when you struggle to feed the business because you run out of money, you know it, it, that's not the way you should operate. So put the undercapitalization aside. I always tell people that the number two reason why businesses fail is because of ego. If it, you know franchises seek out your ego because they need that ego to to drive you to do something that a very small percentage of this population do, which is invest in a business. It's a very small percentage of our population that have the risk tolerance uh, to put their investments or retirement or money on the line to get into a business. That takes a lot of ego, and franchises seek that ego out. The problem is is that's the same ego that gets in the way when you're not succeeding and your franchisor wants to help you and you don't want to listen. So if you want to max, if you're listening, you know, 25 years from now and you're looking at a business – Make sure you keep your ego in check. If you do, you'll be successful. Yep. Awesome. Yep. Well, and I didn't pay him, honest. I, I know, and you didn't. I just, as Mike was answering, was making that comment, I realized you didn't even ask that question. That's How'd you right. miss that question, right. dude? The That's one of, my, one of my biggies. Uh, you know, I feel the biggest, you know, it, it's a shame to have somebody, uh, somebody's business fail just because, they're undercapitalized, you know, and they may Sorry. they may need six six bucks 
to keep keep the 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 doors open for you know through a, a small downturn. So anyway, quick, quick um, lesson um, quick lesson to the listenership. You know how you you'll know when the ego's in the way when somebody's not succeeding and they blame everybody, including the corporate office and all outside influences, and they never point the finger inward at themselves. They never say, I didn't do a good job of staffing my, my, my business right. I don't do a good enough job marketing my business. I don't focus on the right things. They always tell you it's competition, it's industry, it's this, it's that. They'll never point the finger at themselves. And when you're talking to somebody who's telling you why they're failing and it's all outside focused, that's ego talking. It's not. It's. it's, it, it, it's it, you'll it, know it right I, away. I got a. I got a feeling he's my clone because when I have my staff meetings with my managers, I say if something goes wrong, take that finger that you're pointing out and turn it around. Take a look at yourself. What did you do wrong to make that person screw up? Yeah. And here I thought you were going to tell him to do something else with the finger. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I don't use the finger that way. <laughs> That's Heidi's. <laughs> I just want to point out Holly, here that Holly, with Holly, Holly gone, is. yes, Holly gone, no one slipped me off once on this call. Um, <laughs> our first zero Fred gets flipped off in a long time. So on that note, I want to thank Mike Magid for a COO of uh, Griswold Home Care for being our guest today, laughing with us and and giving us some sage advice. And I love the comments on the FDD year. Mike, your comments are going to go into the eventual blog post on what you should read on an FDD first if you're a smart person. We'll be back fantastic. next week. Next week will be Fourth of July, and we will have a new show for you. We just won't be live, so you won't be able to call in next week. But we will have a, uh, we'll all be out shooting off fireworks and uh, celebrating the Fourth uh, of July, um, which I can tell you, being uh, wandering through the Gettysburg National Military uh, site uh, has made me even more um, loving of the freedom I have and of the awesome. Um, sacrifice others have made to give that to me. So we'll be back next week with a, another great show. Thanks, Mike, for uh, being Thank educational, you, entertaining, and we'll uh, we'll be back next week. Have a great, profitable week, folks. <laughs>